This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. And can you believe we're already into June? And so I know a lot of you are probably looking for some really good books to read this summer, some pool, sitting by the pool reads, sitting uh, on the beach reads, just basically sitting outside, or maybe just curling up and being by yourself because sometimes the summer can be just as stressful as the you know rest of the year. So uh, for some people, there's no change, obviously. So, um, so but we always have really great books and uh, to offer. And But while you're sitting there thinking about where exactly you would read this book, just know that it is Adopt a Cat Month and Adopt a Shelter Cat Month. And so keep those in mind if you're thinking about possibly bringing a furry friend home to curl up next to you while you read your book. And then it's also Pride Month. So if you have someone in your life that is LGBTQ, um, just you know, reach out, let them know that it's you are a safe person, you are an ally, you are are, are just basically smile at somebody. You know, I mean, it, it's um, we're all on this trying to share this this planet together. So let's just kind of uh, we've all been through a lot in the past year. So let's just let's just make each other <laughs> feel welcome and um, just be just be kind. So. But while you're sitting there thinking about what cat you're going to bring home and then where you're going to read your book, I have got a book for you. So Bryn North is a, a new writer to me, but she's got uh, like all these books I haven't read, so I'm super excited. Bryn's goal was to write fun, witty, and relatable books that leave you with a smile and a laugh. Her heroines are often finding their way in life in and out of relationships. Her characters may not always be perfect, but hey, neither are we. Um, she hopes that you can see other perspectives or even parts of yourselves in her books and realize you aren't alone in figuring this whole life thing out. Her books are chick lit or closed door romance, perfect for readers who love chemistry and sizzle but no explicit content. She's a Minnesota Minnesota native, so I was going to say Minnesotian. I don't know if I said this correctly. Um, she still lives in Minneapolis with her family, loving it for approximately eight months out of the year, and the other four months she dreams about moving to a warmer zip code. She's a total cat lady, so she can give us advice about adopting a cat and with the best cats in the world. Um, her books, Refined Love and Love Game, are out now, and she's got – a bunch of other books you should be ready to order, so get your credit card ready. You can find Bryn at her website, Facebook, Instagram, and BookBub. Welcome to the show, Bryn. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for the for the intro. Absolutely. Well, I'm laughing because you have uh, want to live somewhere else for four months, and I was laughing. I was thinking, yeah, all those people that moved from the north down to the south, like in February in Texas, probably were like, wait, I moved from this insanity of freezing. Um, and, yeah, we kind of threw you off for a loop there, didn't we? <laughs> you know, I, I went to Galveston not this Christmas with the previous one, and I, you know, okay, fine. I'm, I'll admit I'm the worst of checking weather no matter where I am. And my mom and I are like, oh, this could be great and sunny and beautiful. My friend who was in Houston for a couple of years, she's like, oh, yeah, before I told her my vision. And she's like, oh, it'll be nice, yeah, in the 50s and 60s. I'm like, what are you talking about? Texas. <laughs> right. Like, oh, did you not? I'm like, no, I really didn't look up. I mean, it's, fun. it's better than Minnesota, but it's not like that it's a pool <laughs> in your swimsuit weather. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we're not quite that far south, but yeah, it's warm a lot. Um, I have plenty of friends with pools, and they they enjoy it pretty decently for a good eight to ten months of the year, for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> I I just had this vision. I'm like, it's Texas. Of course it's going to be one. What are you talking about? So, yeah, you can go right. and check the weather forecast. <laughs> one of the things I didn't appreciate about people who live north um, is there's all sorts of things you guys have to adjust for. Like, well, first, you guys have, like, amazing blueberries up there because it gets the stinking cold, and the blueberries love the cold. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. I just grab them at, you know, the grocery store and check them in my cart. <laughs> yeah. Um, a friend of mine was from Michigan, and she, she was talking about how, um, you know, blueberries are just so, you know, they're like the si- end of your thumb type size. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe I should go okay, up and maybe check out blueberries. Or maybe I need, I'm like, I don't think I've seen those at Super Target. <laughs> I need to go to Farmers Market for those. Uh, I, I, right. <laughs> anyway. Or maybe I need to pop those blueberries back while you're, eating your bu- while you're reading your books. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how did you get in, into writing? I mean, what was, you, you've probably always been a writer, but what was that moment, that, that catalyst that you said, I'm going to write a book? You know, I don't, it's so funny, I was looking at your questions, and I don't know that I had one, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny to say that, right? And I think it's just one of those that I, in the back of my head, reading books, going, I could do this, or I think I could do better, or it's like almost like a fun club, right? That I'm like, I think I want to be part of this club. I don't know that there's like a defining moment. And I also really think in life, whether it's a job or a move or something big, you, you know what time it is and when you're ready to make a change or something new. And my kid is getting right. older, got his license, less dependent. Also, next to like, I have all this free time because I'm not keeping sports. Driving the sports multiple times a week, what do you do, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. But I don't know if I had that like light bulb, oh my gosh, I got I got this burning story you know, in, in my soul. I never had that. It's just like, Time for the new challenge. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, when they start to drive. And, you know, part of it's scary, of course, you know, because it it is, and then insurance. But um, it's it's all that, wow, I don't have to drive. Or even better, because I have the younger ones, and she would say, well, I could take them. You know, I could, I'm like, oh, you can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just got that one. I was surprised at how much free time I had. I'm like, it was almost like jarring <laughs> in a way, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So, so I think what I was your? Have, yeah, that was just kind of. Yeah. Well, what was what were you know work wise and and like you're talking about time? Um, what was your uh, all that before? Like what were you doing before that? Well, I mean, uh, I am still doing it because I do do this part time. Um, I my background is actually I I went to school too long. I have a. I have two master's degrees, one in information technology and the MBA, and I worked for a, for a corporate for a corporate company doing um, kind of VP level IT stuff. <laughs> I guess I say that because it's okay. translation, a lot of translation, but I work um, I work in IT and also just write because I'm able to balance both, especially with all the time. Maybe I like to eventually do it more, but um, right okay. now I'm okay with the balance as I'm learning. So, but yeah, yeah, corporate IT. Okay. So I was, I asked because a lot of people are, are doing a lot of, um, it seems like a lot of people are doing kind of a hybrid thing. So they'll do some of their books through publishers, some of their books through indie, some do all indie, some do all published. But if you do your own, like indie, um, do you, I always ask people if they design their own covers or they have someone come in and do their covers. 
So which I direction did you go? Own. I do okay. my own. I don't know that they're perfect, but what I do is I kind of like a DIY slash help where I might design some based on what I like, and then I will go out and buy fonts or pay pay for the characters uh-huh. and things like that. So it's not completely. So I'm just kind of hacking it that way. And it's not even like money saving or anything. It's just like I knew what I wanted and I had a hard time taking it out of my head and putting it on the paper. So I'm like, I'm going to give this a try. And so far I'm okay. Yeah. And the nice part is if I don't like it, I can change it, right? Right. For, but right. Minimal, yeah. And so, so you've got a Love uh, Refined, which is your first book of the romantic comedy series, Love Lessons. And then you have Love Game that came out this year. And then you have Head Over Heels uh, that comes out later this year. So tell me about yep. this series. So, so the Love Really fun, or the um, love lessons, those were what I kind of call my starter ones, where you're just kind of working out the kinks of being a writer, what's working well, what's not working well, what's on your voice, your readers, your genre, all that type of thing. And um, I really like them. Um, I think that they, since they're my newer ones, they came from from the place of like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. It's like, oh, I don't know if this is coming coming up making sense like non-commercially you cannot you're just kind of writing them for yourself if that makes sense and kind of seeing what's happening right. and then he's he, i don't know if, I, if there's a term for that that's how we'll roll with it but then yeah then you start realizing like okay this is not as you learn and learn go okay i'm not hitting the expectations i'm not doing i'm not you know hitting the right genre and stuff which is fine if you want to write for the passion, but if you also want to write for, like, the reader group, then you have to start learning that. And when I'm getting into the next one, which is going to be Head Over Heels, that's actually part of an anthology, and then it's going to come out as a first, a couple months later, it's going to come out as a first in a new series. Now I'm like, okay, okay I'm hitting the reader's expectations more. I'm not only the tropes, but the um, anything from the language to the characters what they are expecting, what they want to read, and what they like from me. It's kind of like coming into, like, there's a, the term, like, stay in your lane, right? The first two is like, okay, yeah. figuring out my lane. Now I'm like, okay, I think I'm going down from the five highway, five lane highway to maybe the two lane. We'll see, right? So right. that's what I'm kind of thinking as I progress. Right, and I think that's true because a lot of people, no matter what um, genre and no matter, um, you know, what, if they go with self or or indie or um, publisher, it is figuring out what you want in your book. Like you want to have all these different aspects, but you can't, it's like making a cookie. You can't put everything in the cookie like Mm -hmm. Um, the first time. It's got to be, you know, okay, so we're just going to do sugar. We're just going to do, and then later we're going to start mixing in other stuff. Um, And that way, but we know we can make a really amazing sugar cookie. And, And that's, that's hard because I think as storytellers, especially when we're excited about our projects or even just newer to that project, we want to tell everything, right? We want everything in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that balance of finding um, yeah. where, where your strengths are for sure. And I'm sure that, um, you know, the reader feedback, I mean, you're getting really good reader feedback on, on the reviews. Yeah. yeah, I am. You know, it's kind of funny because I hit the, hit the topic um, with the first one, which – does touch on infertility and some people and or in a breakup and some people were like oh my gosh this person speaks to me some people are like she's so weak i'm like my goodness you must have never had a <laughs> had a, a breakup or situation because people do go through a lot of emotions and things i mean no spoiler alerts there but um 
anxious, but also kind of taught me, like, what do people want? And then I think a hard ta- thing that I had to learn, because, of course, you write a book. You want everybody to love it, right? Like, every human in the world, and they're never going to. You have to find no. your reader, which is a really big lesson for me. It's like, you know what? Those one star, they're not my reader, you know? Um, right. And that's that, and that's, and that's okay. Just like I am not a coconut fan. I'm never going to go to your coconut hut where I go to eat, you know, every coconut thing under, I just, you're just not going to get me as a customer, right? That's kind of the same right. concept. And I'll say it makes sense, like, keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think that's hard, too, and, and it is, because it doesn't matter whether you've written, you know, your first book or your 200th book. Um, yeah, those those one-star reviews are frustrating. Uh, but I, one of the things, and I'll say that I did, and I, you know, you've got to, every reader out there who's who's listening or every writer out there every book has had a one star every book you okay. can look up any book you can look up absolutely any book and there's one star reviews absolutely you know what i read when you know what i read when i was like getting some one stars in the first one and i was like so down and someone's like go to oh, pick up somebody that seems like harry potter read their one star reviews and uh-huh. obviously harry potter jk rowling could be like a million billions of times more popular than most authors ever and she's got a lot of one star reviews like oh it's too long oh i didn't like the fight scene i'm like okay is she she's in that position yeah who cares about mine right well i mean you care because sometimes if it has some of the similar stuff like uh if someone keeps saying this didn't work for me and you have three or four of those you're like oh well maybe i should look at that for next time um Mm -hmm. but i mean if it's obviously just a bunch of random um what was it? I've had one. It was like, um, well, I didn't know this was a um, a porno because <laughs> you know, I write a little softier. And it's like, oh, come on, you know. And and those people, yeah, you can't. Or I didn't know this was a romance or this was too whatever. It's like, ah, uh, whatever. I mean, I don't know why you don't. I mean, they're staring at each other longingly on the cover. So, um, so yeah. But I'm I'm glad that you. What I've really loved about. Um, what romance, the romance genre has done. And I know there's a lot of genres who, who tackle this, but what I've seen a lot more in the romance genre um, is tackling hard subjects like infertility. And mm-hmm. um, this idea that the happily ever after is always, you know, the white picket fence and the marriage and the baby. Um, and sometimes that's not the happily ever after. And that's okay. Yep, like that's I more than okay. Agree. I, I read so many genres, including genres I could never write, like suspense. You'll never want to read a mystery novel by me. It'd be the worst thing ever. But <laughs> one thing that always gets me is like, oh, well, okay, into love, tie it up in a boat, everything's fine after we had a minor disagreement. Like, that's not life. I don't, I, it's not real. And I, if anything in mind, like, I wanted to go through those so people can relate. And maybe it's just because, you know, life in, but I just, I don't know. I think uh, that's why I'll, I'll always probably write some of those harder subjects in there, maybe not mm-hmm. as big as infertility, but some of those bigger emotions because I just can't relate. I can enjoy a book, but I'm not going to relate if it's all like, you know, dancing in the moonlight <laughs> after my Well, and right? we all need that every once in a while. You know, it's like I just want to read something that I know is going to mm-hmm. end so beautifully. I mean, that's why I keep watching the Pixar movies, you know, I, watch the up montage so I can have a good cry from time to time. Um, you know, we, I've watched these movies a ton of times, but it's just that escape. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we do need the, the bubble baths and the, you know, the, the sparkles and yep. everything. And then you're right. Yep. And then other times it's like, God, I am so glad somebody wrote this 
because it's like people don't quite get what this whole process is. So like you're talking mm-hmm. well, like your book, you're talking about again, the infertility is extremely frustrating. Um, so it, it's, it's one of those things that when you're going through it, you know, you're not the only one logically. Mm-hmm. Right. But emotionally you're just a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and, this, and, and that one you're referring yeah. to is more about a breakup maybe around it, but it's still part yeah. of it. Still, you're still a mess. It's not like, you know, I think kind of to your point is, you know, people are like, oh, she, one of, some people are like, oh, she's pathetic. Like, you are kind of uh, a hot mess when you get dumped, right? <laughs> you know, so you're like, yeah. you know, not, not a lot of people are like, okay, talk to her back and move on out, like, you know, the, the next day. But, yeah, yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Love is messy. I mean, it just is. And yep. Even in the best situations, and in the best ones, it's still messy. And and so I think yep. that writing real life situations is really important. Like what you're doing and talking about. Um, and I do love on Love Game, your second book. You have a cute little cat on the cover. Is this does this mm-hmm. look like one of your cats? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Kinda in backwards. Um, not at the time I was writing it, but then my teenager begged me for a cat. He found, you know, how they have them, you know, the adoption shelters at or adoption centers at the animal uh, pet stores, and begged and yeah. begged and begged me to bring one home. And it turns out to be a great cat. So, <laughs> and I love cats. I love cats so much. So it probably was not the worst sell to me. But so eventually it did look like him. But not not when I was writing it, which is funny enough. How funny. Uh, how many cats do you have? Three now, which is a, little, uh, I, a lot of cats, but I love them all. It was, But I, one, one's not, two of them are older, 10 and 11, and then we got the kitten, which keeps them more active, so it works out. Yeah. It's funny. We got, um, I had, we had a shelter dog, and or have a shelter dog, and she's kind of a wiener dog mix. So she looks, she's got, um, Jack Russell Terrier and wiener dog. So she looks like Mm -hmm. a wiener dog on stilts. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I had looked for a long time to kind of find the right match because their older dog had passed. So um, I finally found this little one right in the middle of all the crazy COVID stuff. And it was in January and um, she was a a wiener dog mix, but she's a little bit taller, but it's funny because you see them and they look alike, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's, the vet was talking about how he always loves the match of an older dog and a puppy or an older, yep. you know, an older animal and a puppy or an old, and a younger because that older animal teaches the younger how to, how to be a cat or a dog um, <laughs> more so than we can, you know, because yeah. it, it's that the, my kids were like, well, they're, she's biting, you know, and I was like, don't worry. You know, Whitney, who's our older dog, will teach her what is okay and what's not because they have to learn. So I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. the older cats teaching the kitten to play fight. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure I, they've got a lot to say about it, too. <laughs> yeah, cats can be harder to train than dogs in that manner for sure. But uh, I, I do see stuff like that, and I see them the older cats being more playful nowadays, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to, and par- partially one of the reasons I agree besides the fact that cat was adorable. So <laughs> they need a, they're just sleeping a lot. Like you need to get, get a little energy guys. Yeah. yeah I got an idea. Yes. 
That's right. Here, here you go. Here's your treadmill that moves all over the exactly. house. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're playing more these days. So you also have you have your sweet romantic comedies, but you just had like a week ago something uh, with an anthology story storybook yep. club too. Tell me about this. So part of when you're, or at least for me, um, I was gonna say when you are, but you know maybe it's just my past is. I keep on telling my editor, I'm like, I'm trying new things to see what sticks and what's going well for me. Like, okay, can I make it a short story? Can I, you know, um, make characters and things like that? So that's one of the things when I saw the opportunity for a short story anthology. I'm like, hey, this is a good idea. I want to see if I can make a story concise because I think being wordy is just part of me as a personal personality, part of my writing. Um, and saying, okay, let's see what I can do to tighten this up. So, I think it, I just thought it was fun. I think it's fun to do group things. It's fun to get new readers, a sample of my writing style. And so I put together, I think it's about around 8,000 word story of uh, just two people who were together in high school and then met a few years later, but they didn't recognize each other at first or she didn't recognize him for some reason. And what, you know, going through the, oh my gosh, what happened? you know, back then situation. So I thought that was kind right. of fun. I don't know if I'm supposed so, to spoiler yeah. alerts or not, but uh, it's just a situation where like, oh boy, now we have to work through and then, then another misunderstanding happens. Can they work through that or not? Or is it a dunzo situation? Wow. And so, but you've got another one. You're, you're part of a holiday one that comes out in October. So, I mean, you're yeah. busy. You're writing a lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'm kind of the person that, it's, and I am writing a lot, but I think I'm the part, person who, I need that momentum to get something good. I can't be like, oh, I'm going to pick it up all, I can't be like a Monday, I'm going to grab it, work again on it this weekend. I lose a lot of momentum and um, mm-hmm. out of it, so I, it's better for me to like take those breaks if I'm going to take any in between pieces of work. So okay. that's why it doesn't take me long to put the, together that first draft because I, I kind of need that to just be like in the game. So. Sure. Do you write, um, are you a pants or a plotter? I mean, do you sit down and plot out the whole thing and write out your first draft and, or do you write scenes or how do you do it? Oh, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a plotter, not a pants. I think, I think it goes to my IT back. I'm like, we're going to do this and this and this and have a formula. And, right. And I've seen them. So in general, what I do is I, it's kind of the story genius, um, if you've ever read that book or anybody has, where it's like, yeah. okay, you're doing the blueprint, and then you're doing like the five chapters or five scenes, and then, okay, you're getting to a point, then we're going to plot out the next one. But even before that, I have usually do 33 chapters, and I have the outline in general. I want to start filling it in. But like I said, it's my IT background. I, I like a good <laughs> blueprint. Well, yeah, I would assume that with IT, you can't really do stuff right in the middle. I mean, you got to start. It's got to start so the pathway goes where it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I, I'm making the mess of fires. It's like, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so what is coming up? I mean, you've got these coming out. But, I mean, what are your next projects? What are you thinking about doing or have you already started? So I actually just what day is it? Thursday. Tuesday sent in the Christmas one to my editor. So yay. Um, so I'm actually out of projects right now. It doesn't mean I'm not finding them, but right now I'm not for the first time in a few months, I'm not physically writing something. So I said, I'm going to take the rest of do not to just plan, rest, 
Um, and then really plan out my, my next couple of as well. And I know that sounds like not a rest period, but I guess it is for me. Uh, and that's yeah. what I'm doing is the Head of the Heels one that comes out September 1st. Uh, like I said, it's part of a, it's part of an anthology, but then it will be a standalone after that. It's going to be my first night series. And so the okay. second one in July, but so I'm just going to like do some outlining this, the, the next part of June. And then also just a few like, businessy stuff to craft classes and things like that so oh, wow. the next one's going to be called it's tentatively called take your pick you know the first one's called get your get the message next one's going to be take your pick about about a couple other people in that book oh wow in the so book. you also said that you do a lot of reading what is on your to be red pile on my to be red pile um so right now i so I don't know if you've heard of Whitney's Mead. She and Melanie Summers have put together the the greatest series, and I love this. It goes from text God and goes and goes through just various um, books about text messaging. I know it sounds kind of funny, but like you know, misunderstanding text messaging and people meeting that way. And she is yeah. so funny. And I have text and show is actually on my Kindle that I downloaded, and then another one. Is Richard Mori. Um, he is so hilarious with chiclet and just like you know sweet romance. And he put out a new one called "It's Rainy Men" that I have not gotten around to reading, but I love everything he writes. So I am going to probably check it out uh, this weekend when I'm. Doing he actually reading. has a book bub deal right now. Um, oh, does he? So he, yeah, it's a uh, it's not PMS, it's you. It's for ninety nine cents on oh, book bub right one. now. Yeah. Uh, and- <laughs> If you're listening to this, you gotta grab it. I read that; it was hilarious. Like he's a guy that like want to like pick up my my highlight and be like, oh, this. I obviously don't copy him, but I'm like, oh, he's so good. Like, like get him imprint upon me or something. <laughs> yeah, he's Cold, he's right? a, a really fun guy. He's been on the show a few times. Oh, he's so funny. I I love his stuff, and I've told him before. I'm like, oh, I've seen all your stuff here. I'm like, getting a new one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got that one, and I think he's got, um, I think he's got some more. I mean, he's constantly writing, so um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's got that going. So, what about outside the romance yeah. genre? What What do you read? So, like I kind of mentioned before, I will. I I love audiobooks, by the way. I especially in the Minneapolis or Minnesota summers and stuff. I love to watch and listening. That's my you know quote unquote way of reading, almost more than paper or actually I mean, right. paper like you know Kindle. Um, I won't do almost anything that sounds good except for sci-fi. It goes straight over my head. I can't, I, I can't, I can't figure it out. But right. um, a lot of times I will even do like mystery novels or suspense. I, I will never write one, but I just love like sometimes the, the, the change of genre. But otherwise, otherwise I do read, listen to a lot in my genre because it's really inspiring. And I think I get better when I read really good books in my own genre because I just find it inspiring like oh that was really funny now I'm feeling funny <laughs> so right yeah no I think I've I've talked to a lot of people they're like well I usually uh, you know are you afraid you're going to end up writing someone else's story or whatever and it's like no what I I don't and like you're saying you get inspired because of good writing I think it's that feeling of oh I never would have put words in a sentence quite like that that's amazing you know it's it's just, I think it kind of pushes us all to think bigger, mm-hmm. um, and to maybe, you know, for me, I know it, it helps me go, okay, well, I could layer this a little bit better. It sounds a little stiff, um, and so yeah, that that 
stuff is incredibly inspiring and, and motivating, like you're talking about. So, yeah. Um, and I, I do love – I didn't initially love audiobooks because I was like, really? Um, but in Texas, we tend to have to drive everywhere. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, in fact, I was driving yesterday. It was like five hours, six hours from um, – Oh, boy. Yeah. And um, I was listening to this amazing book called American Spy by Lauren Wilkinson. And I'd had it okay. for a while. And um, I was reading it, and I was I was tired. I was exhausted when I got home. But it was actually kind of sad because it's like I've only got two hours left of this book. So uh, oh. I, I was like, oh, but I have it at home. And I'm like, I don't have a print copy, so I'm going to order one today because so I, I don't have to go anywhere anytime soon. So. Oh, I totally get it. Like I, I think I'm going to the gym. I love going to the gym. But I also – it's like my podcast and my audiobooks are like walking time. So I almost yeah. never listen when I'm not walking, and I will walk miles. I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to my book. I have half hours, so then I'll, you know, so we can get your extra exercise in too. <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what is? I mean, you've been writing, you've been um, reading, but I mean, what are some other things that you've been doing during all this crazy last year and a half or so? I mean, is was was the writing a way to just kind of um, step away from? from all the insanity for a while and, and focus on something else? Um, so, you know, in Minnesota winters, I actually writing probably is when I pick it up the most because, frankly, it's what am I going to do in negative 20-degree weather? I'm not going to go sure. for anybody's walk or anything. So I'll do a lot of that in the winter because it's almost like, what else am I going to do? Um, but in inner, I'm like, I, in the whole craziness, I mean, I got more into working out. I, I've always been a gym goer, but then I bought you know, more at home equipment. And then yeah. I got more into art. I'm not an artist, but it is something to be said about like putting on, you know, a podcast and just creating something that has, it's not going to be beautiful, has nothing to do with any, you know, side hustle or anything. I'm just going to enjoy my time. And I got into yeah. that way more than I thought, and I really enjoy it. Um, in fact, I even bought some great classes online that I'm so excited about, haven't touched in like a month, but, you know, is there, I'm, I'm just excited, like, oh, it's my art time. It's so, and I think so, especially when you work as much as I do, I have a hard time saying I'm going to just do nothing for a while, like art or whatever. So I almost like pencil that in my calendar. Like, it's art time on Friday night. You know, I'm going to make this and listen to that. Yeah. So is it, is, are you doing watercolors? Are you doing acrylics? Are you just sketching? What are you doing? Acrylics. Okay. Carlos and I okay. bought this really good sketchbook one. She's just Laura Horn, if anybody um, follows her on Instagram or not, you can you can do it now. Um, she just does. She's from Australia and she just does the most beautiful artwork. And she has a lot of classes. And I bought one of them. I'm like, I'm so excited to start it. So it's H O R N E R N Laura Horn. Oh, she's her stuff. I absolutely love it, and so I'm excited for her. She does them on Teachable, um, and I just bought a okay. new coursework of hers. So, no oh, problem. Nice. I'm just telling you what I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, I think it brings up a good point that, um, you know, there's, there's always going to be people who are just not going to help anybody else. But and that doesn't really, it's in every business. I mean, we all know this. Um, but I think it's important that as artists, we really encourage each other. Like, say when someone mm-hmm. has written something or create something or helps other create helps others create um i think it's incredibly important that we keep motivating each other um 
And so, yeah, I'm oh, excited. So my kids love to paint, so I will write that down. I am always – I've done, like, painting with a twist. And I'll – you know, they're, they're sitting there doing this lovely um, – uh, instructions and you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I look at mine, I'm like, apparently I'm not. Apparently not. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, how did you shade that? It looks so simple, but that's kind of the I know, point, I isn't it? Been, yeah, and I just spent two hundred dollars at on painting supplies. Should it possibly look like this? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. But um, but still, I mean, I I don't regret. Even trying, I mean, we, we have to try. There's no way any, any of us, well, I think there's very few of us that could just walk up and go, oh, yeah, this is easy, da-da-da. Um, oh, so and, writing I mean, a book like, yeah. Is, yeah, a million times harder yeah. than I thought it would be. I'm like, I have this in my head. It's going to come out great. It didn't come out great. <laughs> it really didn't. Right. Well, and it's interesting because I'm sure since you've, um, since you've written a book, You've had people say, you know, I always wanted to write a book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't be that hard. It's like, yeah, well, okay, you go ahead and write your book and talk to me later. So, um, yeah, it's it's a lot more, yeah, crazy. Oh, I just told my friend this this weekend, she's not one of those who's like, I'm going to do it. I think with everything I'm learning business-wise, marketing-wise, cover-wise, Craft wise, I said I feel like I'm doing a DIY master's class, master's degree. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, it's almost like, the money and the effort and the time. <laughs> like I probably as much, much as I spent doing my MBA, honestly. You know, it's going to keep on yeah. going too. But but the knowledge is massive. I mean, you can use it in any uh, yep. any field of writing. Um, yep. And like Absolutely. you're saying, you you read and you write makes you better overall for everything else. So it's um, yeah. But, yeah, there are days, I'm sure. I mean, I've done it. I'm like, why am I torturing myself like this? But then mm-hmm. it's it's that feeling of, but this story, these characters will not leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I like story. these people. I want to hang out with them. Too bad they only exist in my head. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we have writer friends, right? So we can say our characters won't leave us alone and they won't worry, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's like if you talk to other people, they say, should we call somebody for you? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, it's fine. Go go away eventually when the new ones come in, move in. Yeah. Once I give them their story, they'll be fine. Leave me alone. Um, I promise. (laughs) It's okay. It's all good. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, um, I'm so excited to that you reached out and, and came on the show because, I mean, I, I'm always looking for um, new authors to me, um, but it's exciting because you've got, you've, been, you've got this great uh, list of books and they just look so much fun. I mean, what would, what would be your, like if Hallmark called you and said, hey, we want to make one of your books uh, a movie, would you just be like, absolutely, or would it be like, oh, I don't know? Um, I mean, you mean from like a, or like one specifically, or would I be open to the opportunity? Just any of them, any of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, honestly, I'd be like, why not? I mean, cool opportunity, let's give it a go, right? Um, I don't think it's yeah. anything of the stories that I have hold so close, I'm like, I can't possibly give away, because I'm going to have so many stories in my lifetime that I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's have a go, absolutely, I'd be into something like that. Yeah. 
Well, and what's fun about that is I've seen um, some of my friends, ha- <clears throat> several of my friends, have books made into movies, and it's this whole other group of people who mm-hmm. may not have known about you or read your book. So it's like, oh, there's a book? Yay! So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's just it's all sorts of layering of getting getting people yeah. to know that you're yeah you're there for sure. Yeah, I know some people. I, I guess there's this like website where you can like submit ideas that people can pick up. I I don't know what it is, but I just heard there is out there. I'm like that'd be cool to do eventually. But right now I'm still working on really honing that craft too. I'd be like, okay, let's start doing this. I don't know. Maybe that maybe one day. Well, yeah. Well, I know that with all the streaming services coming, you know, with Hulu and and um, Netflix and I mean all this is just they, they need a lot of of um, of stories. So yeah. um, you never know. I mean, it, it's it's funny how things happen, and they're just sometimes by chance, sometimes by, I mean, people are looking. I mean, who knows? You know, it just. Yep. Yeah. Or oh, you know, I have a friend of mine who works for so and so, and they're looking for you know. So I told him about your. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's actually happening with the anthology um, where they're working with people and they say, okay, we're just going to pitch some of these ideas, not not even that, not that all of them would even necessarily work and it's going to take a long time, but are people into it if, if, you know, we help pitch your story to it? I said, of course, why not, right? Like, should be fun opportunities. Who knows, it will go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, too, one of the hardest things about writing is – you know, putting yourself out there every time because it's yeah. new every time. Every project oh, yeah. is, is that gut wrenching. Um, as soon as you hit yep. send type thing, it's like, oh, I suck and I'm terrible oh. and I can't write. And then you get your, you know, you get your feedback and it's like, oh, this isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about every time. And then you get some of the one star reviews that are just for other lack of words like mean. I'm like, oh my gosh. I know I'm saying you don't like it, but you don't got to be mean like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot. Um, it's this, this just this attempt to crush, I guess, somebody's yeah spirit. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, I'm all for if you don't like it. That's totally cool. I don't like everything in the world, but <laughs> so right. I guess, though. I I do have a friend of mine who um, she. She wrote a book, and she writes pretty saucy, and um, she got a one-star review, and it said, too much sex in this book. Do not read this book. It has too much sex. And um, she actually used it for um, in, her, in her marketing. <laughs> it was like, thank you, Miss One-Star Review. Yeah, she sold a lot more books because of it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, do not read. One, one-star reviewer says, you know, <laughs> don't read this book. Too much sex. And I was like, oh, I'll definitely read this book now. Um, okay. Well, okay but, then. Click, click. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we all know when someone tells a lot of people, don't do not do that, they're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm doing that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess parts of us never truly grow up then. So. Nope. <laughs> Well, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody listening, I've been talking to Bryn North. She is a contemporary romance and chiclet author. Um, she has books out now, Love Refined and Love Game. She has um, 
she's part of an anthology that just came out on June Storybook Pub 2. And then she's got a bunch of other stuff. You need to get your credit cards ready because she's got um, books out now. She's got books coming up. So, you know, you will be plenty entertained this summer as you sit out and with your new cat because it's Adopt Cat Month, <laughs> and, um, and read. Uh, so thank you again for coming, and please come back when um, you have some more stuff coming out. Absolutely. This fall, this winter, I'll, I'll probably have plenty, so we will talk then. Absolutely. So all we right. can keep all of the people who are inside for four months completely entertained, right? Yep, coming will be my goal. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. Everybody, keep on reading. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.